In today's episode, Kimberly and I talk about beating the blank page blues. But before we get into that, Kimberly, as always, I've got a question for you. Ooh, Bobby, I'm very excited to see what your question is. She had like this really evil smirk on her face before telling me she had a topic, so I'm a little intrigued. What are we talking about? How do you eat an elephant? One piece at a time. And where do you start? With the first bite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure you were hoping for something more intriguing than that, but... No, I mean, that's, that's... I, it, you get everybody that, you know, that's a common question that people ask. Well, how do you eat an elephant? They're like really? one bite at a time. It actually people... is. It is a common question that actually people, you know, because when they're talking about this daunting, overwhelming, whatever it is that's okay. coming, they, they talk about eating the elephant. And so it is, you know, the general answer is, the general answer is you, you eat it, you know, you start you, one bite at a time. It's that take one step and then do the next step and then do the next step. I've added, but where do you start? Because that's the part that people forget. They're like, oh my God, if I had to eat an elephant, where would I start? Right? And the first bite is, I mean, you start with the first bite. That's a great answer. I've actually never heard that one. I mean, I don't know where you start. (laughs) Well, but see, that's, that's it. It is amazing how many times people, you know, they get the, oh, I've got to take it. I've got to do it one bite at a time. But what they forget is that whole, well, if it's this giant project or this overwhelming thing that's coming at me. So when you're dealing with this daunting project and everybody's dealt with them, right? It, we, know, we know, okay, you, you do this one step at a time. But some daunting projects, people don't even know how to get started. And so my answer is to that, you know, well, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. Where do you start? pick a place, it doesn't matter because you eventually have to get to the whole elephant anyways. So start somewhere and go, which really is going to tie us into our topic today of staring at the blank page that everybody starts with when they first are writing their copy, whether it's a speech that they're talking about or the copy that, that you know, the, the ad or the sales page, they stare at this blank screen and the blinking cursor. And you want to, you know, let me, like sidebar for a moment. Thank God that stupid paperclip from Microsoft Word no longer <laughs> exists. Because he would just pop up and go, hey, what do you want to talk today? Well, you know, what do you want to type about today? And he had his little bubble and he was all sorts of animated and you might be too young to remember this because <laughs> that you're younger than I am. But anybody that has dealt with Microsoft Word, hey, I mean, not, not Microsoft, Microsoft um, Office. No, it's not. What is it's? I might have been. It. I think it was the original versions of Microsoft Word, like way back when it was still. And it's not Microsoft Writes. It was after that, but that paperclip. Most of us hated it. It would pop up and it would just remind you, just how little you've gotten done. Can I help you get started? No, you may not help me get started. You can get off my screen. Sorry. <laughs> Total sidebar rant. There. The rest of the world is like. They either know what I'm talking about or they give me those blank stares and what are you talking about that the younger generation will never understand the frustration. Yeah. But I digress. Yeah. The blank stare look. I mean, we had some really old Microsoft uh, products, but I don't remember Mr. Paperclip. However, after your description, he would have driven me nuts. Uh, But so back to your question, though, about where do you start with the elephant? My answer would be you start with prep, right? I'm not going to eat the elephant raw, so uh, I'm going to marinate him, and then I'm going to uh, put him on a grill. Uh, and that kind of relates, though, to how to beat the bank blank page blues, because my idea is basically, 
you never start with the blank page, right? If I'm talking about, well, gee, I have to sit down and now I really don't know what I'm writing. That's because I haven't done my research, quite honestly. Uh, if I don't know where to start, if I don't know what to put up first. So in general, what I'll do is I'll, I'll get a project, right? Let's say it's a, it's a website. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go read everything they have about their products. I'm going to go read all the stuff they have about their bio personas. I'm going to go hang out in the forums and I'm going to grab snippets of the things I find interesting that I think their audience would find interesting too. And I'm going to copy and paste them into a master document that, um, you know, it's kind of organized, but not really. So that way, when I have to go and sit down and write, I'm not looking at a blank page. I am looking at a selection of random thoughts, but that then puts my mind into, oh, well, this needs to be organized. This needs to be edited. And then, of course, I need to add introductions and I need to add, you know, the really great stuff that makes it great copy that's not just facts. But I don't start with a blank page in general. How about you? So I have, I've, I've tried many different things, right? And the research is obviously part of what we do, but there are times where even as much research as you can do and you find your lead that that blinking cursor that just reminds you, you know, on a totally blank page can be daunting, even for those of us that do this all day, you know, all day long, day in, day out. So I start, I start in two different ways. If it's something that I have either very little interest and excitement in, I'll start with humor, you know? So just something to get those creative juices flowing, whether that's put it in a metaphor, something like, you know, this is like, you know, how many different ways is your software like a lounge chair? And you're like, well, I have no idea. But then you can, you just get those juices flowing. So you actually type out whatever random question that you may have in a, in a metaphor or a simile, and then you can kind of get those creative juices flowing. Usually humor is a really good way to get people excited about things. Um, You know, it can be sitting down and going, dear friend, I know you're not going to listen to what I'm about to say, but I have to write it anyways. So here it goes. And then, you know, again, you're not starting with a blank page, so to speak, but you get things going. The other way that I've done is to sit down and start writing as though I'm having the conversation with somebody next to me at the bar, a person that I know really well. And a lot of it's just getting that motion moving, getting forward, getting something on the page. Because once you do start, then, and it doesn't matter what it looks like because the editing process comes way later. But if you're having this daunting, overwhelming feeling of starting with this blank page, the first page and a half of what you write or the first you know, depending on how long, whatever your copy is, sometimes the first paragraph or two or three can almost be deleted completely because you're, the way that it should start will come down once you've cleared (laughs) the, the phrase I've heard is once you've cleared the head trash, you get to the good stuff. So, um, those are a couple of different, um, methods that I use to not just be staring at a blank page. And sometimes it's just as simple as putting a single question down and answering it to get those creative juices flowing. 
Yeah, um, I, I've heard the clearing the head trash. I've also heard, you know, uh, the term starter copy, which is, you know, uh, we sit down and we start writing something knowing that most likely the first like page and a half is nothing we need to use. But the idea is to get something going. And one of the, one of my, I don't know if it's one of my favorite methods, but it's one of the most fun methods for me, basically. I, I was at a conference a couple of years ago and got to hear Tim Washer speak. And he's the guy behind like those really fun videos for really big corporate names like IBM, right? Mm-hmm. The ones that kind of go viral, if you will. Um, and he gave us this really great method to, as you say, get the creative juices flowing. And it's not about... Uh, It kind of, it's where we start, right? With our podcast, right? We start with a random topic, like how do you eat an elephant? Um, And then we relate (laughs) it back to marketing. And basically what you're doing is you're going to take some random words and you're going to relate them back to whatever topic it is you're writing about. And it's another way for you to start making those connections in your mind that you need to make to start creating really great copy that speaks to your audience. And the way you do it is you literally, you take two random words. And if your brain's too tired or doesn't want to work this morning and you can't even find two random words, you can go to random word generators online and they will give you two random words. And you can even say, hey, I want nouns or I want verbs or I want adjectives, whatever you want, right? And then you play word association, basically. So you take those two words and you think of the first five words that pop into your mind that relate to them. And then you take two of those five words for each category and see what the first five terms that pop into your mind are and how you can relate them together, how you can put them together into the same thing. Um, And I've done this before and like come up with ideas for video ads for hotel companies or for insurance companies. Uh, Uh And I even wrote the video ad in like 10 minutes, right? Because you you're just making those connections. You're, you're forcing your mind to be like, okay, I know I need to write about this. Today, I need to write about software. Today, I need to write about uh, the problems uh, with uh, workforce performance or something, right? That's what I need to write about, but I'm just not in the right headspace or I can't get my mind around exactly uh, where I want to start, right? That's pretty much always the issue. Where do I start? I can't think of anything. I've done all this research, but what do I start with? So you take two random words and then eventually your mind is going to make that connection back to what you've done and then you can use them, right? You you take your random words, you get some more random words that are associated, you relate them to each other and then you just start writing, you know, with your, your new brand new terms, but you've made like several connections already and now you're thinking actively about what you want to write and who you're writing to. Yeah, that's 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 another another good way to to pull just unique and different angles as well, especially starting from random words. You know, that's the way that I tend to do it is if it's within my field of vision, which is why I don't stare at a blank wall. By the way, um, you know, if it's within my field of vision, I go, how is what I'm dealing with like something else? That's where I come up with this. So you know, how is software like a recliner? Because I have a, I mean, I I literally come up with that question because you know, not directly ahead of me, but in front of me is, you know, a really comfortable recliner. And so you go, okay, well, how, how, how would that be like, you know, how is that, how is it related, you know, and those types of things, but you get those, you get those juices flowing. And I have so many different things that are within the field of vision that I have, that it becomes easy to create those types of questions and then move forward. Because really beating the blank 
page blues, because that's not a tongue twister by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> is, is all about making sure that it's not, it, it's not a blank page that you truly are starting with. How do, yeah. you, how do you spark inspiration? How do you just take it from going, ah, oh, there's nothing here to, well, I at least have something to get started with. And then you go back and edit it out. I mean, there's a number of times that I've written some things just to get flowing that my, my clients will never see. Absolutely. You know? And sometimes it is, it's, it's pick an emotion. Why do I hate this product or whatever it is? Just get something out, erase it, delete it. Don't ever show it to anybody, but get yourself talking about it because Sometimes starting from the negative, and I don't always do this because actually, I, you know, uh, there's only been probably one or two products that were my products, not a client's products. They were my products. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know that I'm feeling this one today. So I'm like, why do I hate this product? <laughs> and then you're like, well, you know, but it's not really that bad. And, but you know, it does do this too. So it helps over here. I'm like, why do I hate it? Because I've stared at it for a gazillion hours over the last, you know, 18 months and the color schemes just not jiving with me today. But <laughs> I love the way that it helps people, right? And so you kind of you get into that, especially if you start from the negative or you start from the humor area that's not really your brand style and that's okay. It's one thing to go, here's all of this. And then the very, very, very specific word of but. Mm. Right. So you get it all written down. But, and that's then where you move into the rest of it. And you use that word specifically because the language pattern of, I've just said all of this, but negates everything I just said. Yep. And then I go forward. It's, and that works really well in a lot of copy, very specifically. The word, but negates everything you just said. Absolutely. Um, However, is a little bit better way to say it but still negates everything you just said. But right. it's, it's not as strong. It's not as negative, but it still kind of uh-huh. bridges the two ideas. Yep. And, you know, one other way that you can kind of never start with a blank page um, is using swipes or is using uh, templates. Now, we've talked about templates and we've talked about liking them or not liking them and how they're, they're starting points, right? They're mm-hmm. not meant to be used word for word, but they are a starting point. Uh, and what I tend to do sometimes is, you know, I, I don't want to be using a template or be using a swipe that is so far away from the product I need to write about. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll even open an old project of my own, right? For one of my past clients or mm-hmm. an old project for uh, the current client I'm working with, right? And just read through that, make a copy of it and start putting in the new details of what you're talking about now. So you yeah, have exactly. a starting point, right? You have something to look at. You have something to spark your imagination, but it's not locking you into using that exact phrasing. It's not locking you into using that exact wording, that exact, oh, you must use this, you know, fill in the blank templates. Okay, this has to be a verb right here. And it has to be a verb about, I don't know, something negative or something positive or something funny, uh-huh. right? It, you, but if you're using your past work or past examples, you know, it's so far beyond or it's really, really related. So you don't get locked into using that exact framework, but it is something that kind of sparks your imagination that sparks why it is that, Oh yeah. So this is a competitor maybe. 
And this is why I love this product because it does this, 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 and this, but the competitor does this, but mine does this, right? Yeah. You know, another, another thing that I do quite often is I don't start at the top of my sales pages or what I'm writing. If I'm truly stuck and I don't have the big idea and the headline and the hook and what should be the first sentence because I'm stuck on that, I I write what it is that I'm selling. What is the offer? Because that's Mm -hmm. usually cut and dry, right? You go, this is what I'm offering and here's the add-on or the bonuses and you just list them and then you can fill that out. And then once you have the offer built, now you go, okay, so what do, what do people need to know to get them to this point? And so you, you can, sales pages are very rarely ever written linearly, right? You don't necessarily start all the way at the top and then just write and write and write and just keep going through. It's, you do this page over here and, and I mean, I use sales pages because that's what I write an awful lot of, right? But you know, that's anything, whether it's an email or heck, even a blog post, sometimes it's what's the point that you're trying to get across? What are you trying to sell? Start there and then build around that because that's where something may happen where you're like, okay, so here's the offer. Oh, wait, here's, you know, that may, that may jump this story in your head that says, oh, but before I made this, here's the way that I experienced life and all sorts of stuff. And now I made this offer and it's amazing, right? And so that's another way to, to, to get past the blank page issues that you may be having is start with what you know yes. and build out from there. So another, another technique that I've used in a lot of different areas. Yeah. And I think we've given a, a quick overview of several different techniques you can use so that when you sit down, you're not actually staring at a blank page. And that is honestly the magic trick, right? The magic trick is to never actually be looking at a page without anything on it. Um, even if, as, as Bobby was saying, right, even if all you do is copy paste the uh, items that are going to be included, right? What are the deliverables? What are they going to have in their hands? What are they going to have access to online? What are the ingredients? Okay. Uh-huh. You can just start from that point, having something so that you're not looking at a blank cursor taunting you when it goes in and out and in and out and in and out. And you're like, I don't know what to put next. Or Clippy, as his name was known, which shall be... See, there you go. I was like, you know, in elementary school, but I remember Clippy. Yeah, I was old. (laughs) So, Bobby, uh, we've covered a couple of different options for beating the blank page blues. We've talked about, you know, the importance of research, the importance of kind of getting those creative juices flowing, being able to start somewhere, maybe starting from humor or place of negativity, just so that you can get uh, the ideas kind of flowing out. Any, any last thoughts on how to not be taunted by Clippy the paperclip? May Clippy never show back up again. That's my <laughs> final thought. <laughs> That's your final thought. No Clippy. No that is my, uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think we did a really good job kind of giving the, the very, you know, a basic overview and, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, the, the, the way to beat staring at, the blank page is to do everything you can to not have the blank page, if whether it's a sentence or a question or something. And then from there, the ideas tend to roll. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talk about beating the blank page blues. Tongue twister. <laughs> In today's episode, Kimberly and I talk about beating the blank page blues. Let me try that again. 
You can listen to past and future episodes at chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you'd like to appear on our show or have a topic you'd like us to cover, please fill out our contact form. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast listening service. And visit us on Facebook at Chatting with Copywriters.